0: Sing praises to your name. Oh praises to your name. Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis One Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Why don't we go straight to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you so much for this time that we have with you today, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is there out there today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Bless them, O Lord God. Speak to their hearts, O Lord. Touch them in your own special way. Heavenly Father, only you know the needs, know the desires, you know what's going on in the hearts and lives of every single listener that is out there today, O Lord God. So I pray that Holy Spirit will speak to them in your own way. Bless them and touch them this day in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God again. Welcome to Genesis 1. Glad you could join us here today. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be also glad in it. Amen. I want to talk to you today about a critical part of our Christian lives. Um, Something that we, a part of our Christian walk that we kind of overlook. And uh, we don't think too much about it. We just kind of take it for granted. We kind of just go through the motions and so forth like that. But I want to talk to you today about praise, okay, praise. Praise is a very, very powerful weapon against the against the enemy, against those forces of darkness in our lives, and, and many times we kind of just do it mechanically, you know, and we don't think about what we're really saying or doing or whether or not it's heartfelt. So I want to talk to you today about this praise, and and I want you to really think about it and pray about what you're going to hear and what the Word of God is saying today, and, 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 and give us some thought, you know, because this is real, you know, and sometimes we don't think of it as being that important you know i I mean i I shouldn't say we don't think it's important we don't think about it either way i don't believe you know too much okay so i want to because this is a weapon that will help you to get through your life it's it's a powerful tool it's a powerful tool praising god and i want you to get in the habit of thinking about it praying about it and actually using it and doing it and praising god from your heart some of us are in the midst of a storm right now as i speak there are things going on in your lives that you're wrestling with with and um, but today you're going to learn how to to be victorious you know how to be set free uh, from those burdens we have so much to praise God for we all do Uh, there's great power in giving honor to God great awesome power in it the Bible is filled with examples of praise we see God's power released we see life-changing miracles we see dramatic stories of the enemy being halted and defeated we see hearts being changed and we see people being drawn closer to Him through praise, through the power of praise. Okay? However, one thing, however, the reality is that way too often, way too often, daily struggles or constant life demands can crowd out praises for God. You know, we get so caught up in, and sometimes we just jump right to prayer. You know, God, give me, give me, give me. You know, I need, I need, I need. And we don't think about the importance of praising Him, you know, letting God know how much we love Him, letting God know how thankful we are. You know, I mean, the mere fact that he gave his only begotten son, that we should have life eternal, is enough to praise God for. Amen. It's enough to praise him for. We oftentimes, during praise and worship uh, in our churches and so forth, we simply kind of check the praise box, you know, at church. And and somehow we think that we're good for the week. You know, we'll stand and the worship leader will come out and sing some praise music and we'll stand we'll raise our hands and we'll get caught up in the feeling and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we say, okay, boom, done that, done that done that for today, done that for the week, I'm good until next Sunday. And then praise in our lives kind of stops right there on that Sunday. Okay? And, and often while, uh, you, know, you know, with our souls uh, distant and cold, we, we sing words, we listen to music, and then we go home. Many times during the winter, praise and worship is going on, you know, like some minds are kind of drifting, you know, their hands are up and they're singing, but their minds are kind of drifting away, you know, and, and, and they even they don't realize, and let me just, just add this, you know, praise and worship means if you listen to the words that you're singing, okay, okay, the words, the words, the words are many, 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 many times praising to God. They're giving praise to God, so when we're doing praise and worship, we should be, from, from our heart, actually singing what those words are saying, we should be praising God. You know, this is your time with Him. This is your time. This is a one-on-one relationship, an intimate time with God during your praise and worship service. Amen? Amen? You know, sometimes it's really, it's really difficult. There can be a sacrifice to offer a praise. Many times when things are not going well and we're struggling with something and we're weary, we're tired, you know, it, 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 it's hard to praise God. Sometimes we actually get to the point where we feel like God has let us down, okay, as, as odd as that may sound. Okay, sometimes in our heart of heart when we're praising or when things are, are, are troubling us, we think, oh, well, gee whiz, you know, I, I prayed for this and I prayed for that, but God didn't come through. Oh, well, oh, well, you know, and, and, and it's hard to praise God if things are not going 100% well in your life, if you're struggling with something. Sometimes we think that God seems distant. Sometimes we, seem, we think that God is far away. He feels far away from us or that he doesn't really care about what's troubling us. Okay, and I'm telling you, that is not so. Okay. The fact of the matter is that, and I'll just hear this now, we live in two realities. Okay. We live in two realities. We largely just see and experience the surface of this physical reality. Okay? We largely just live in and experience the physical reality. We perceive and experience the physical world around us, and many times in our ignorance we believe that this is all that there really is. Okay? Many times, especially when we're especially caught up in our struggles, we forget that there's a spiritual realm. That there is the kingdom of God, which is a spiritual existence. We forget about that because we mostly relate to the physical world. Again, I say, but we live in two realities. Okay, we are often caught up in the daily struggle or survival of survival and the endless search for satisfaction and meaning. That we have neither the time nor the desire to look beyond what appears to be our immediate needs. Okay, we are so caught up in what's going on that we forget about looking beyond this physical realm, and looking beyond the physical thing that we're wrestling with or what we need, eat food, drink, housing, clothing, and so on like that. We forget about the spiritual realm. And yet still, when we take time to stop moving so frantically through life, we take the time to slow down and to pause a minute, and if we're still for a moment and allow ourselves to be silent, this is when we realize that God is indeed in our reality. If you can just stop running around so much, running around so much, and and listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit that is in you. You can start to begin to understand and believe and know that God is in our very reality, is in our reality. We are able to praise God for being in our reality. God is here. He's around you. If you're sitting in a room right now, whether you're by yourself or with other people, the reality, the fact is that God is indeed with you. He's a part of your reality right now. God is the Lord of the here and now, of the present moment in this particular place. And this is where he wants to meet us. Okay. God is the Lord of here and now, right now, this moment, as I'm speaking to you. God is the Lord of this moment. And he wants to meet us in this place. Okay. God is Lord where you are right now and he wants to meet you. And if we seek to encounter God, it can only be where we are. And in no other place at this moment, God is where you are. Okay, in other words, this is the moment. This is the time. Okay, this could be the very time where there'll be a revelation to you, where the Holy Spirit will pour out some revelation, insights, and knowledge to you. This is where God wants to meet you today. It's the here and now. God meets us in the very ordinary and in the challenges of our daily living. This is where God finds us and where we touch the sacred and the divine aspects of God in the here and now. It's in the very ordinary times. You know, many times, many times, our temptation is often to believe that God can only be genuinely found in a perfect place, a place of holiness and peace. You know, many times we think that the only place we can find God is if we get into a beautiful church building. You know, where there's, where there's a serenity, where it's so calm and peaceful. We think, this is where I can find God. Well, let me tell you, God is right there where you are and right now. He's the Lord of this moment. This moment, God wants to bless you. This moment, God wants to open your eyes and your heart and your ears. He wants to open the heart of your understanding. He wants to give you revelation, knowledge, and insights right now. God is the Lord of the here and now. Okay, It's wonderful to be in a beautiful, serene church building and everything, but just realize what I'm saying to you is that you don't have to be You don't have to be just in that so-called holy place. Where God is, where God is, that is the holy place. Amen? Where God is, that's the holy place. We believe sometimes we can only truly encounter God when the time and the conditions are perfectly right. I can only encounter God in the 10 o'clock Sunday service. I can only encounter God at the Wednesday evening service. I can only encounter God at very specific times in this wonderful, serene, quiet place. God is where you are. This belief is what prevents us from a genuine encounter with God at every moment and in every situation of our lives. All right? You know, many, most, probably all of the situations in our lives that are really, really troublesome and challenging don't occur in a church building, (laughs) right? They occur in your workplace, Occur in, in the supermarket, you know, they, they occur in school. Okay, okay, okay. okay. The, the, the things of life, the struggles of life, don't always just come upon, upon us at the perfect time, at the time that we are in a beautiful, serene church building. So, therefore, God needs to be the Lord of the moment in your life. God needs to be the Lord of the moment in your life. God is found in the ordinary and often messy. And disorganized realities of our lives. Okay? When things are going the most chaotically, you know, when things are the most crazy, God can be found there. In fact, our most profound experiences of God are to be found in the everyday rhythms of our lives. This teaches us that God chooses to reveal his presence and love to us in the ordinary events of life. Work, school, shopping, whatever. In the shower, Okay? God will choose to reveal himself, his presence, in the very, very ordinary moments of our lives. Okay? I'm trying to get you away from the thinking, according to the Word of God, I'm trying to get you away from the thinking that God is only in the holy surroundings, quote-unquote. That God enters into the very ordinary times and aspects of our lives. That God enters in and is in the very troublesome times of our lives. This is where we need to change our thinking. There's power in our acknowledgement that he is worthy of our worship and praise. There's so much power in that. And it starts with focusing on God. It starts with praising God. It starts with focusing on God and it starts with praising God. So with that, why don't we go to Psalm 150. Psalm 150. Praise the living God. God is good all the time. Psalm 150. And we want to start with Verse number one. Okay. Now's a good time to say, if you don't have your Bible, hit pause when I get your Bible, you know, pencil, pen, highlighter, marker, whatever, to highlight these scriptures so that as Holy Spirit so deems, you can come back and revisit these words. Amen. 150, Psalm 150, verse number one. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Please underline or highlight verse number six. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Okay? You have breath, that means you should praise the Lord. You have breath, that means you should praise the Lord. If we don't focus or praise God, there's a downward spiral that takes place in our lives. Okay? Again, I say to you, that praise is something many times we Christians, we kind of overlook. I mean, we we go through it at church, maybe you go through it around the house, and maybe you go through that as a part of your prayer life, which is wonderful. You know, But sometimes we don't really stop and think about the the, the power that praise has, especially when it's heartfelt, deep praise coming from your heart to God. When you really, really love God and you recognize what he's done for you and who he is, giving that praise can move mountains in your life. And if we don't do that, we can wind up taking a downward path. We kind of spiral downhill without even realizing it. Why don't we turn to Romans 1. Romans 1. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 1, and we want to start with verse number 16. Romans 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We have to live moment by moment by faith. Verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth, who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, when they knew God, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Underline, please. When they knew God. They glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolishness, their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies uh, between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Okay? okay. So you see what it says there, because when they knew God, in verse 21, because they knew God, they glorified him not, neither were thankful, became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Okay? Okay? So you know God. You know God, okay? So we have to be careful that we don't forget to glorify God. Because if you're not glorifying God, then what happens is that, again, this downward path that I said there, you know, that their foolish heart, they became vain in their own imaginations. You know, you start thinking um, um, uh, that what you know for yourself and for your life and for your family is better than what God knows, okay? If you're not glorifying him and giving it to him, your, your mindset winds up drifting uh, in a downward spiral in a pathway you certainly don't want to go. Amen. Gave up the vain imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. They started professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. Okay, And that's the problem right now that we see going on today. Man thinks that they know better than God. Man is seeking to bring God down to their level instead of man striving to get to God's level. Okay. It says there that, that, that professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And we see some of the decisions that are being made today. Some of the things, decisions that are being made for our children, the direction they're trying to take us. Okay, okay, thinking that they know better than God. Okay? We Christians are seeking God to, to the best of our ability. We're trying to be more like Christ, and we're trying, and, and every single turn that we, we come to, you know, there seems to be this opposition now that would try to point us away from God. And to follow what man is telling us what to do. Okay. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Amen? And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image like the corruptible man into birds, into four footed beasts, and creeping things. In other words, they're making their own gods. They're making their own gods. They're worshiping whatever it is that they want to deem to be, to, to be valuable and too important to them. They want to bring those things up as God, present them as gods. Okay. There are many idols out there. In the form of carved images and in the forms of things that we just bow down and worship. Those can be thoughts. They can be ways. They can be concepts. They can be, be voices of other people. Okay? We cannot worship those. Then we have to make sure that we are worshiping God. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts. God gave them up to design their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie. Changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. Okay? The creature is anything that God created. We don't worship the things that God created. Plants, stones, rocks, the earth. We don't worship this earth more than we worship God. God created this earth. This earth is under God's care. There's nothing that man can do that will change where this earth is going. God is in charge, the Creator. We don't worship this earth. Yes, we try our best to be good stewards and so forth, like that. But we do not worship it. We don't start making all sorts of crazy prognostications of what's going to happen to this planet and all of that. God is in charge. Okay, but we can't wind up worshiping the creature, God's creations, more than the Creator. You see? You see? So it says there. It says that the, the, the operative verse there is because. Um, uh, verse 21 Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their own imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Okay, so you can see there that by not worshiping God, we can wind up going down the downward path. Okay, we can start spiraling down. We have to be careful that we don't forget to worship him. All right, we need to be focusing on God. If you go to Isaiah uh, 56, Isaiah, I'm sorry, 26. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 26. And we want to start with verse number 1. And make sure that we have to focus on God to make sure that we're in peace, that we have peace. 26 verse 1. In that day shall his song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates. Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Please underline verse 3 there. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Because he trusts in thee. You want to be at peace? You got too much turmoil going on in your life? You're struggling? You don't know how to make ends meet? You have family issues, you have job issues, you have things with, with, with finances, infirmity going on, sickness that you're worried about, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Try staying your mind on God. Try thinking about God. Try being thankful to God for what you have, even though right now it may not seem like this is the best time of your life, but keep your mind on God. Again, this is where we have to change our thinking. When things are not going well in our lives, this is not the time to not think on God. All right? If things are not going well in your life, this is not the time to not think on God. This is the time to put your mind on God. Amen. Amen. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Trust you in the Lord forever. For in the Lord, for in the Lord, for in the Lord, Jehovah is everlasting strength. Amen. For in the Lord is everlasting strength. Okay. Okay. So focusing on God is all a part of your praise effort. Okay? You got an issue going on in life right now. You got a problem. You try praising God. Try praising God. You may not feel like it, but try praising God. Get your mind focused on him. Get your mind off the problem. Try praising God. Thank him for all that he has done. Just think about it for a moment. You are X number of years old, whatever that might be. However old you are, you're X number of years old right now you're listening to this message and you're breathing, okay? And I pray you're feeling well. And if you're not still, you are alive and you're breathing and God has gotten you through X number of years. God has gotten you through all of these years to be here right now listening to this message. And maybe this is the time for you to realize that God is the Lord of this moment. He's brought you through. So be thankful for the fact that you have seen these many years. All right, because trust me when I say this, I mean, don't trust me, trust the word of God when, when I say this. From the time that you were born, the devil's on a mission to take you out. The devil has a mission against mankind. He wants to pervert all of mankind to bring mankind to, to, to its knees, to bow down and to worship him. So the devil has been after you, after me, all of our lives since the time that we were born. And it may have been evidenced by some of the upsets maybe you've had in in life, some, some of the bumps that you've had in life. Lord knows I've had my share. And I stand and I praise him today, and I say unto you that God brought me through many things. And Holy Spirit showed me to look back and look and see at the times that God was indeed in my life, protecting me and guiding me and watching me. And I praise him, and I thank him for all of that in the name of Jesus. I praise him for it, and you need to do likewise. Think about what he's brought you through thus far, all of these years of life, all of the struggles. Some things are more difficult than others, perhaps, but God brought you through. You are here today. If you're listening to this message, then that means that that, that there's hope for you. God is drawing you. God is drawing you. God is calling you. And I'm saying to you today to focus on him. Stay your mind on him and praise him and praise him. The Holy Spirit urges us to press in close to him. It doesn't matter how good or not so good we can sing praise music. It doesn't matter if we like upbeat music, more traditional music, or more reflective songs or whatever. But the whole thing is that we just love to just praise him. He wants us to draw close. And that's how we draw close to him, by praising him. Okay, We go to Psalm 95. Psalm 95, thank you, Jesus. 95. Verse 2, and it says, let us, come, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Psalms were songs. Okay? Songs of many times where were put, put to music. okay. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his. He made it and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Amen, amen, amen. So we need to worship. make a joyful noise. You know, again, I say if you're in a, a, a public uh, environment such as in church in a congregation and there's praise music play, uh, playing and the, the worship leader is up there singing, whether you have a worship leader or not, but if you're praising God, don't worry about how you sound. Okay? It says make a joyful noise. Okay? I am not a singer, <laughs> Okay? All right, but when I'm praising God, I don't worry about who's standing to my left, to my right, behind me, in front of me. I'm just raising my hands and I'm just praising God and making that Holy Spirit connection. Okay. The Lord wants us to draw close to him. The Holy Spirit urges us, urges us to draw close to him. Okay. And this comes through, through the time of worship and and praise. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with songs. Okay. Like I said, it doesn't matter if we're alone or if we're in a few. Okay, If you feel like it or don't feel like it, or even if you're just by yourself at home and praise him. One of the most powerful, powerful things that, that I do you know, whenever the time presents itself or the occasion presents itself is when I'm feeling down or if there's something that's coming against me and I know that it's the enemy, I will put praise music on in the house. I put praise music on. You know, you know, and if you've got one of these, you know, Alexa things or, or a Google Home setup, you know, if you've got these devices in multiple rooms, you know, put it on that, or um, what, do you, what do you call it, put it on, play it on everything, which means that as you go from room to room, whatever device you have in a different room, that music is playing, mm-hmm. And I've done that when there were particular times when I felt that there was a specific attack that was going on, when I need to, needed to be immersed and surrounded by the sound of, of, of good, good, good Christian music, where I can just walk through the house and just praise. Amen, amen. And my wife is accustomed to that. I mean, she's there too, you know. You know? So the whole thing is, is, is to praise God from, from the depths of your heart, depths of your heart doesn't matter if you're alone or in a big congregation. What matters is this, is that our hearts must be in tune with the Creator and King. Okay, And the way that we get in tune with our Creator and King is through praising Him, through worshiping Him. Okay. The power of praise can do many things. Praise invites God's presence. God dwells close to those when we praise Him. He lives there. He looks for it. And we can see that if we go to Psalm Psalm 22, verse 1. Psalm 22. Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season I am, uh, am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that habitest the praises of Israel. Thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou did deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. Okay? Again, verse 3 is the operative verse there. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Okay? So God inhabits the praises of his people. When you praise God, this is where he lives. This is where he lives. When you're in church or you're at home, whatever it is, wherever you are, when there's praising going on, this is where God lives and this is where God comes. And many times when you're praising God like that, when you're praising God, you will feel his anointing. Don't always go looking for feelings now because I'm telling you, it's a spiritual thing. This is the Holy Spirit, but sometimes God will make his presence around you be known and you will feel, you will feel the manifestation of his spirit in the room where you are. You will feel it in, in, in the sanctuary where you are. You will feel it in the location because God inhabits the praises of his people. Okay, And when I'm telling you this, just try it. Just try it. Okay, The word of God is infallible and he's right. He's real. Just try it. If you haven't, if this whole concept of praising you is, is foreign to you or something new to you, or you just know a little bit about it, just try what I'm talking about. Try praising God, especially when you've got something going on in your life. If you're a home in your room, if you're home alone in your room, and you've got this issue going on and you're really feeling down, this is when especially you get into that praise and you will feel the atmosphere in your room change. You will feel the environment that you're in, you are in change. You may hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit saying to you, I am with you. Fear not, worry not. I am greater than your situation. You will hear him telling you this and you will feel a complete complete, relief, a relief of, of the pressures that are upon you, the worry that you may have for whatever that situation might be. Amen, amen. Praise brings us to a place of humility. We remember our dependency on God as we acknowledge our need for him. Amen. As we praise him as creator of this world, of this universe, we admit and recognize that we are not in control, but he is. He is above all. He is above all. When you start looking at the news on TV or start reading the newspapers or seeing something online and all of a sudden you feel troubled, you start praising God and be reminded that he is in charge. He is above all. He's above all. We must learn to just praise him at all times. If we go to Psalm Psalm 63, Psalm 63, and we want to start with verse number one. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee feel like you're in a dry place right now is because you're thirsty. You're thirsty and you need God. You need God. If you're feeling in a dry spot in life right now, you're at a a dry place in life because you're thirsty for God. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Because your loving kindness is better than life my lips shall praise thee this will i bless thee while i thus will i bless thee while i live i will lift up my hands in thy name i will lift up my hands in thy name i will lift up my hands in thy name my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow uh, as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Okay. When you're in bed, and you meditate on God. You meditate on God. Before you go to bed, as you're going off to sleep, you meditate on God. Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Okay? All right. But it says right there, verse number five, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with, with, uh, with thy lips. Okay. It speaks there of raising raising your hands. Okay. Raising your hands. When we praise God, we should be raising our hands. This is indeed a sign of surrender. Okay, When you're praising God like this, you just say, Oh, Lord God, I just give it all to you. I praise you, Lord God. You're the most magnificent and awesome God. I love you, Lord God. Thank you for all things. Lord, I praise you. There is none other. Lord, I just can't do this by myself. I give it unto you, oh Lord. Take it. You're surrendering. The Word of God in so many places speaks of, of, of raising my hands to thee. So many places that the Word of God speaks about that. Okay? And many, many times, you know, in church, I, I, do, I see some people wrestling with raising hands, like they feel self-conscious about raising their hands. I have been in some churches, as a matter of fact, where, they, where one or two people may raise their hands, and everyone else looks so tight. They look so tight, like they're afraid if they raise their hands that someone is going to, to look at them strangely. And start thinking that oh boy, there's another one of those holy rollers or something. Or what's with him? Why is he raising his hands? You know, you praise God. The word of God again. As I said, you just do it. If you want, go online and do a a, a Google search on 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 uh, uh, raising raising hands uh, in, in Bible in the Bible, and you'll see so many scriptures that talk about raising your hands. It's a part of our praise. It is surrendering and saying, "Hey Lord, I raise my hands and surrender to you, and I praise you, Lord, because you are everything." Praise also makes the enemy flee. It pushes back the darkness that tries to surround us, and it blocks the attacks that are against us. Evil cannot stick around if we're praising God. Simple as that. Simple as that. Darkness cannot be where there is light. You go into your bathroom, any room that has no windows in it, that's that's just about pitch black when you close the door, All right, you go in and you flip the light switch on, the minute light hits, boom, the darkness is gone. The darkness is gone. Darkness cannot occupy where there is light, okay? It is a spiritual truth. It it is a a physical truth, okay? All right? As far as physics are concerned, light and darkness, they can't coexist. All right? Okay? So remember, praise makes the enemy, makes the enemy flee. And when that light comes, the light of the Lord, that will fight and drive out the evil, will destroy the battle. You remember the story of Jehoshaphat, and we see God uh, miraculously defeat the enemy, because of the people's obedience to praise him, okay? And to revisit that, let's go to 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles 20. 2 Chronicles 20. And we just want to do verses 20 to 23. This is when, again, when the enemy, all these armies were coming against Jehoshaphat, and he became afraid, and he went to the Lord, and the Lord gave him instructions what to do. Read read the beginning of the chapter. It's really an excellent, beautiful read. But for the purposes of today, verse 20, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Okay, I say to you today, believe. Believe in the Lord your God. Verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise, that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, now hear this, underline this. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Those were people, the armies who were coming against Jehoshaphat, okay? The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which would come against Judah, and they were smitten. And they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, every one helped to destroy another. So in other words, they didn't have to do a thing, but praise God. The the, the praises of God, the, the enemy became so confused, they started fighting against each other, and they killed off one another. Israel didn't have to use one bow, not one arrow, not one single sword. All they did was they sang. What did it say in 21? When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy and do us forever. I mean, that alone is something something that, that all of us can, can really praise God for, his mercy. For his mercy. Okay? All of us have spots in our lives in the past, and God was so so merciful that, that he forgave us of whatever those spots were, and he brought us forward in life. He carried us. God has been so patient with each of us as human beings. So that alone is something that's tons to praise God for, all that he's done for you. How he's overlooked and forgiven you of some of the sins, some of the times that you, you, you are tripped and stumbled in life, when you brought it to him in confession and repented of that, how God forgave you. His mercy is just, boy, it's just, it's boundless. So that alone is something to praise God for. Amen. When we praise, our spirits are refreshed and renewed in his presence. We're strengthened by his peace and we're refueled by his joy. Through a heart of praise, we realize that God doesn't just change our situations and work through our problems, but he changes our hearts. The more you change, the more you praise God, the more your heart becomes changed. Psalm 1611 says, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. You're feeling down, start praising God. Start praising God and you will feel joy come upon you. Because why? Because God inhabits the praises of his people. Where God is, there's joy. (laughs) All right? Where God is, there's joy. So start praising him. It paves the way for God's power to be displayed. This is where miracles happen. And we know in, in, in Acts 16, 16 to 34, where um, uh, Paul and Silas uh, were, were locked up in the prison there. They were in prison. And what did the word of God say? It said they started to praise. They started to praise and they started to worship God. And as a result of their praise and worshiping God, there, there was an earthquake and the gates to the prison were thrown open and they were, locked, they, were, they were set free. they were no longer locked up. They were set free. And as a result of them being fra- being set free, if you go to Acts 16 right now and, and, and read it, uh you you'll see that you, you see that, that the jailer became became afraid and he f- thought that he would be blamed because they 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 wound up with being set free and he was going to kill himself, he was going to fall on the sword, and they told him Paul and no, 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 don't, don't kill yourself, don't kill yourself. And to make a long story short, is that what happened was that they wound up going to the jailer's home, and his he and his whole family were saved as a result of that, of their praise and their worship. While they were in prison, they didn't start thinking, oh boy, this is it now, we are doomed. Their praise and worship literally broke their chains. Well, the chain, praise and worship can break your chains. Whatever those chains of your life are, they can be broken. You don't have to be struggling. Okay? Try praising God from your heart. Thank Him for all that He's done for you. Thank Him knowing that you're going to be delivered. Thank you for, for, for knowing that He is there in your moment. God is the Lord of your present moment. He's there with you now. All right? Whatever you have going on in your life, start praising God. Start worshiping him. Start thanking him for all that he's done, for all that he is, and for all that he will do. Because God's going to do some mighty awesome things in your life. You just continue seeking him the way you are seeking him with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul. You continue seeking him like that. And I'm telling you, God will indeed continue to bless you. In those times of of, of dryness, when you're thirsty, his presence will be made manifest and you shall be filled. You shall be filled. You shall be filled. You shall not want whatever the need is right now. You shall not want. God knows your need. But he also wants you to praise him. And he inhabits the praises of his people. We have a choice every day in this life to live absorbed in worry and stress or we can start praising God and take our eyes off of all that may be swirling around us, our problems and mess, the many voices of others who will try to discourage you or just say things sometime not knowing your situation or make you feel worse. Or we can choose to start praising God and focus on him. We can, we, can, we, can, we can look up to God, the one who holds it all together and who holds us in his very hands. God has you in his hand. And what better place can you be in life? It may not feel like it, but the Lord says he has you in the palm of his hands. So start praising him. God desires our praise with a whole heart. He waits for us to return to him. If you've drifted away, if you stopped really being serious about your prayer life and praising him, just start returning by praise. You don't have to know a whole lot of fancy words. Just tell them from the bottom of your heart how thankful you are for all that he is, for all that he is doing in your life. Amen. He longs for us to know the power of his presence over our lives. He wants us to, to, to be blessed. He wants to bless us more than we could imagine. You can't Begin to imagine the goodness and the love that God has for you. His spirit urges us onward, calling us ever closer. May he help us to look up at all times. May he help us to look up at all times. Help us to look up at all times to open our mouths and to bring forth praise. To open our mouths and to bring forth praise. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we praise you and we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, give the link to our website to others. We can reach that www.genesis1.sermon.net www.genesis1.sermon.net If you look up on the top of the page, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button and you'll be automatically notified when these messages are available. Uh, to Be reminded that we're also on YouTube under Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Uh, we still have our free apps, okay, for Apple devices, iOS devices and, and for Android devices. Those apps are free of charge and and on the website and on those apps, you can download these messages uh, either in video form or just the audio. You download, download free of charge. Download them. Play them back as you will. Send them to others. Okay. The Lord wants to bless you. The Lord wants to get this message out about praise. Okay. And j- j- just remember that, that God is the Lord of the here and now. Whatever is going on in your life, he is the Lord of the here and now. Amen. Praise God. Let us go to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we just love you. We praise you. We just magnify thy most glorious name. You are Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And we thank you so much, O Lord, even that the the fact that you gave your only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we could have life eternal. That mere fact is enough for us to just praise you and to be so thankful for all and who you are, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, continue to go with us through the balance of the day and the balance of the week ahead of us, O Lord God. Let us remember these words and keep these words deeply, deeply, deeply planted within our spirit so that they cannot be so, so when, when the evil one tries to come our way. We shall praise you, Lord God. We shall praise you and we shall praise you. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We glorify thy name in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Go forth this day and be blessed, okay? Go forth and be blessed and know that God is with you God is going with you into the rest of the day and into the week and remember to simply praise him amen amen praise god go forth and be blessed and remember that Jesus is lord and I sing praises to your